I was doing so well with finding myself, and then I wasn't. What happened? Change! Hey everyone, I'm Melgrens, and this is the Emotions Podcast, where we shed light on the hooligans of life through the art of spoken word poetry. As always, we're on a journey to finding meaning in the complexities of life, and using that knowledge to help navigate our path. Today, we explore one of life's scary inevitable realities, changes and transitions. Whether you're a teenager facing the challenges of growing up, or somebody dealing with tough transitions like heartbreaks or the loss of a loved one, this discussion is for you. Transitions are like the chapters of a book. They connect different parts of our lives, shaping who we are and who we become. I think we're forgetting something. A poem! Right! One poem to express how we feel about changes and transitions coming right up. My life zooms in on moments crystal clear. The shifting scenes both far and near like a jump cut, it takes me very unaware. But I must keep moving, I must keep the camera rolling for the next scene just might be the one worth showing. When things fade out so quick that it becomes a dolly zoom, I embrace the shift because these angles, they're a perfect gift. I tilt up to the skies of boundless dreams and I tilt down to wipe my face and tie my shoes but I must be in time to catch that golden hour, losing track of how many films I've shot and with how many people in how many places, I play them in reverse and I contemplate. I should have exposed this to more light. This is really good, but that other one I will delete. Shutter speed, slow-mo, jump cuts, maybe if I knew all the techniques, but I give me some grace. I give me some grace because as the frames align, I embrace change, I transform, and I realize why I had to shift. In the dark room's hold, I find peace in my soul, and as the final print appears, that's mine, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Well, hello there again. This is Melgrens, and I hope you loved the poem you just heard. Well, I loved it because I was able to fix in something I really love, which is videography, into a poem. So I was talking about camera angles as a form of transitions in real life, and I loved every bit of it. I hope you did too. I remember earlier this year when I decided to stop working a regular job to focus on this podcast and yeah it's it really doesn't sound like a good idea I know but I was filled with excitement at the new opportunities that lay ahead I had a whole map planned out and you wouldn't believe how many times I revisited that map to edit and to put in new things it was just really fun but very often I would you know feel scared because I had left the security, you know, I had in having a job that was paying. 
also you know I didn't really know how this path was going to go for sure I mean I had plans but it wasn't like it was a sure or one-size-fits-all approach I also sometimes the pride in my strength to follow my heart and the anxiety over the unknown would plague me very deeply there have been and there are still dark days when I would question my decision you know berating myself for being foolish and there were days where I felt really aligned with my purpose like this is really what I was supposed to do I was meant to talk to people I was meant to be heard by people and you know I I, I believe that you understand it too you know why because you're human and you get what I mean because we we are all here we've all been here and we know how it feels so yeah, you were so confident about your great ideas and how they were going to work until they weren't working anymore. Um, Spencer Johnson, a writer, captures the very essence and meaning of changes and transitions in his book, Who Moved My Cheese? As always, if you haven't read this masterpiece, you should. But I'll give you a sneak peek into it. Now, the story centers on four characters, two mice named Sniff and Scurry. And then two little people named Ham and Haw. How do I know you're going to enjoy this book? Because it's literally like Tom and Jerry, bruh. <laughs> now, these characters, they live in a maze and they have found a steady supply of cheese at a cheese station called Cheese Station C. But one day, they go there and they realize all the cheese is gone. And, you know, Sniff and Scary, who are the mice, they just quickly adapt and they send they set out to find new cheese. But Ham and Haw, the humans, the little people, they're so resistant. They're wondering, how? Why is this happening to me? And this could never happen to us. Who took our cheese? Who moved our cheese? They are so fixated on the loss of their familiar cheese that they never really, really step out of the situation to look at how to find their cheese or how to find some new cheese. Now, as the story unfolds, you realize that the there were different reactions to change sniff and scary you know they represent the people who embrace change and accept it as a natural part of life while ham and haw symbolize those who fear and resist change clinging to the past now listen we as humans based on our personality we may tend to be slow with accepting transitions and change while others may seem to move on really quick we're not here to judge Things really happen and there's sometimes, no matter how prepared you think you are, you could have a setback. You could be resisting that change so badly that you wouldn't even realize how much time you're wasting. And as much as you don't have to be like another person who looks like they are so calm with change and they don't resist it, you have to also strive to always be the better version of yourself, which is getting to a point where you're going to realize that change is a normal thing. And it's, it's, it's pretty much what life is based on. People grow, animals grow, um, societies change, climates change. Um, look at how much humans have changed from the Ice Age, Stone Age, Millennial Age, and now we're in the 21st century. We have technology. Change is everywhere. This is, this is a really popular saying, and it says, change is the only constant. And I agree, change is very inevitable. It's the most inevitable part of life. And transitions, on the other hand, are like bridges. You know how a videographer would apply different transitions to a video to make it interesting? 
Well, that's literally what transitions are. They are the fade-ins and the fade-outs moments of your life. And in those moments, there really isn't so much of a pause. It really just happens swiftly or it could happen slowly, but it's still happening. And it connects you to new experiences, opportunities, and challenges. From the moment we were born to our, we're going to have our final breath, we would encounter a series of changes that would shape our identities, relationships, and futures. While, you know, some changes are welcomed with open arms, others arrive unannounced, demanding us to adapt and evolve. And they can be triggered by major life events like moving to a new city, starting a new job, or experiencing a loss or heartbreak, which could feel like an insurmountable challenge. Trust me, when you lose someone, it's not even the best thing to happen to you. Now, even in the most toughest times, there are still um, opportunities that life presents us with for growth and self-discovery. So in such moments, it's actually very crucial to prioritize self-care and self-love. Now, this is something very intriguing that I came across in my research for this um, episode. Uh, there are actually names for types of transitions we go through in life. And I know, right? Humans be doing the most. <laughs> and these are anticipated transitions, um, unanticipated transitions. We have non-event transitions and we have sleeper transitions. Now, hold on. I'm going to explain them. I will go one by one through each of them briefly. So, anticipated transitions, as the name suggests, you know, there are changes or events that you are really aware of and you expect them to happen in your life. Despite being aware of these transitions, they could still create feelings of uncertainty and anxiety because the outcome might not be what you thought it was. Now, these transitions often come with a mix of emotions ranging from excitement and hope to fear and apprehension. For example, traveling outside to start a new school or being admitted into a new school, meeting new people, moving to a new city. These are all anticipated transitions. You know they're going to happen. You expect them to happen. You're working towards them to happen. And so when they do, you're excited, but also you're very nervous because you don't know where you're going to. It's going to be new to you and you have all these roller coaster, you know, emotions as you navigate the process, which is fairly normal. There also is unanticipated transitions. Now, if you know anything about antonyms, you know that's the opposite of the first. So these are the ones that come sudden and unexpected. You didn't see them coming. They just catch you off guard and they may be challenging to cope with. They disrupt your routine and your plans. And some examples of this could be the loss of a job, an unexpected health issue, or the end of a relationship. So in the book, if you remember, I mentioned that him, who represents the individual, one of the individuals, actually, he resists change and he struggles to accept it when it occurs unexpectedly. Now, when the cheese runs out, he refuses to believe it and he stays rooted in denial. He says, no way, no way, who stole my cheese? Braham was there for I don't know how long that his other friend left to go find new cheese. And this guy was still there denying that there was no cheese. He denied it. He was hungry, he was cold, but he denied that the cheese could have ever gotten lost. So that's literally what unanticipated transitions are. 
Now, non-event transitions. Hmm. Take a wild guess. <laughs> so these ones are the absence of an expected event. So you expect something to happen, but it doesn't happen. It's like anticipated transitions, but they just don't happen. So you're expecting to be called for a job or expecting to be called to this school or expecting to meet up with someone for something urgent and then it doesn't work. Or you've worked so hard this semester to get your grades up and you're expecting so much that you're going to pass. You're going to get a B on your exam. It comes out and you get a D. Or you're working so hard to get promoted at your job, but it just, you know, doesn't work out and you're disappointed, you know. And these can be very disappointing and they would probably require reassessment and adjustment of goals and plans. Now, the last one I mentioned, I don't know if you remember, but they are called sleeper transitions. Interesting name, I know. Now, sleeper transitions, they are the ones that occur without a great amount of awareness around them. They become apparent only after some time has passed. So, for example, you might not realize that a friendship is fading away until you reflect on the time spent apart. Similarly, demotivation at work could build up gradually, affecting your performance and your well-being. So, for these ones... They're like the ones you you know they're going to happen, but you're kind of hoping they don't happen. You see the signs, but you're just like, meh, it's not going to be that big. It's not going to be that huge. It's just, you know, we're going to get over this. You get it. So like in the book I was talking about, Who Moved My Cheese? Go read it if you haven't read it. It's about 36 pages. It's very short. Um, The character of Sniff and Scary, they represent the individuals who are more observant and they are aware of subtle changes in their environment. So Sniff and Scary, they quickly notice the dwindling cheese and they adapted by setting out to find new cheese immediately. Their ability to adapt to the changes that sneak up on them allowed them to thrive in the face of uncertainty. So you are intentionally oblivious to most of the things that happen to you that you think are sudden. For example, losing a friendship. Sometimes you guys are communicating alright, but you notice a shift in energy. And then you think, oh, it's just a bad day. But how long is a bad day going to be for? Three months? And then all of a sudden there's no communication. You guys are not talking anymore and you wonder why. Well, there was a shift. Something probably happened. The other person didn't want to tell you. But you did notice the dwindling. You just didn't want to accept that it was going to happen. Or you didn't study for the semester and you are just hoping, praying to God, that you would not fail, but it ends up failing and you're disappointed. It's literally what you knew was going to happen, but you were just trying to be oblivious to. So... That brings me to the question of, well, what do you do when you experience a transition fog? Well, our natural human response is to resist. That's like number one. We just want to resist everything. That can never happen to me. Whether it's grief or it's transitions or it's changes, we're always resisting. Unless it's positive, sure. But when it's negative, we're always resisting because how could that happen to us? But however, resisting change could create very unnecessary suffering and it could hinder our progress. Learning to lean into discomfort and to sit with the discomfort of change can be transformative. So instead of resisting, you should accept 
what is going on. And when we say acceptance, people think, oh, she's trying to tell me that I can't feel the pain I'm going through, that I can't feel it, and I should just pretend I'm good. No. When you say, when people say accept your situation in the moment, we're not saying accept it and feel defeated or don't don't feel good about don't don't allow your emotions to flow when we say accepted it means you are actually believing and not being delusional about it you're actually seeing what it is what's happening for what it is oh i lost my job okay i'm gonna cry unapologetically i'm gonna be angry i'm gonna be mad i don't know why this happened to me but it's okay I don't know. I might be mad for two weeks, three weeks. But in the process of being mad, I am slowly trying to, you know, even if I don't understand why I was fired, I am slowly trying to um, come to terms with myself and look, step back and look at how I can help myself get better and get another job. So that is what acceptance means. Like I said, Cry unapologetically if you have to, but don't be stuck in your tears. Acceptance is about being honest with yourself and recognizing that change is a natural part of life. When you embrace change, it allows you to step out of your comfort zone and explore new paths. It encourages you to learn from your experiences and to use them as stepping stones to a better future. The next thing you should do when you um, experience a change, which is negative, is to stay positive. Now, maintain a positive outlook even during uncertain times. Focus on the opportunities that come with the change rather than dwelling on the challenges. So you know, this is a very, very good example. You know how COVID hit everybody? Nobody was expecting COVID. It just hit everyone and we had to be on lockdown. Look at how creative humans got we could have just slept the two years away. We could have just, you know, been in our rooms, been on our phones, watched old social media content. But no, people said, wait, I could actually make a job out of this. I could actually go into freelancing. I could actually do this. I could actually do that. And we moved the whole world online. Look at how creative that was. It was a setback, but people got very creative. People got very, you know productive even even if it looked like you had to you slept five days and worked one day it was better you know than sleeping your two years away and that was a very very good um period in the history of the world to be honest i personally wrote so much during covid it was crazy i was writing so many poems that i still have and i look back at and i'm like wow this is really beautiful so in the face of adversity there's always 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 a a, a good way there's always some way we could you know get around it and actually make it work for us i put together some other vital ways that i'll be going through briefly so we don't you know stay here for so long now you could seek support now listen you're not an island i know sometimes you just want to do things by yourself but when it gets dire always find that person to talk to reach out to friends family or support network during times of change Sharing your feelings and experiences with others can provide comfort and encouragement. So, even if you're not comfortable with people that are around you, seek professional help 
or you know just have listen to people's stories about what you're going through it would also help you that's a way of seeking support it doesn't always have to be about you talking to someone listen to other people's problems and look at how much well they're doing and how you can also improve your life another thing is to set realistic expectations oh my god so you know how like maybe you've lost a job or you've you failed your exam this time and the next semester you're like i'm so geeked up I'm about to study for 60 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to study for um 500 hours this semester. No. Set realistic expectations. Yes, you want to get to this goal, but also how are you going to get there? You need to take it step by step. But if you're all up in your head and you're just going to give yourself huge, big, tight deadlines because you feel like you failed in something earlier... You're just going to get overwhelmed. You should also be able to learn to take care of yourself in um, periods of transitions and changes. Prioritize your self-care during these times. Engage in activities that would bring you joy. Note, not happiness, joy and relaxation such as maybe exercise, journaling, spending time in nature, praying, taking care of yourself emotionally and physically and all these things are going to help you cope better with change. Now another thing I said in my last episode that as humans we love, we love control. We love to think that we can control everything, that we can understand everything. When you're going through change and transitions, it's not everything you're going to be able to understand. So focus on what you can control. Identify the aspects of transition that you can control and take practice steps in those areas. If you failed your test, you can't go and, I don't know, rant on Twitter about it. That's not going to change your grades. What can you control? How to better it? If you lost your job, you could at least probably go to the manager and ask why. But if you can't, then you look at other options. If you got sick, are you going to, you know, keep talking bad stuff to yourself? Or are you going to look at that as an opportunity to look at how strong you have come, how strong you have been to be able to deal with this sickness, to be alive and to keep going? You know, it wouldn't always be fun. But at least finding little things that you can control um, you know, taking care of those ones are the most important because if you're going to look at what you can't control, it already happened. What are you going to do about it? You know, every time something happens and I'm like, all right, sure, to people, they think, well, you don't care. I'm like, well, it already happened. I'm looking at it. I don't know if I can do anything about it. I'm going to try it, but if I try and it doesn't work, sure, I'm just going to move ahead and do what I have to do next. And so, yeah, I mean, in some cases, that's not the best approach. But in other cases, that's literally how it has to go. It's just change. It happens. Um, the last two ones, I would say, learn from experience. Embrace change as an opportunity for growth and learning. I look back at how I used to solve or how I would tackle certain situations in 2020. And I look at how I do that now. And I'm so proud of myself, to say the least. I have grown so much out of these things. And I think that, you know, learning from your experience is always it. Be aware, even if you're not fully self-aware of your whole personality. Be aware of who you are. 
be aware that certain things will trigger something certain things are just not for you certain things are your things so learn from experience so you don't for example if you're around friends and you don't click with people that are so outgoing just know that's just not your thing so the next time maybe that friendship breaks off the next time you're looking for a friend you're looking for someone that matches your energy not someone you're trying to be like finally i'm gonna tell you to be patient transitions yes they are very challenging not they can be they are very challenging and it's okay to feel uncertain or overwhelmed be patient with yourself give yourself grace you know tilt down clean the sweat on your face tie your shoes look for a shade drink some water just give yourself time to adjust to the new circumstances that's just it now you're probably gonna ask why is this a whole conversation well yeah because life transitions may challenge us and i must say i've been through a lot of transitions especially this year and they have provided me with opportunities for growth resilience self-discovery transitions are not destinations actually you never really get to that point in life where it's your destination you keep going so it's a stepping stone to something greater as you embracing change and uncertainty with resilience and grace that you can find the strength to rise above life challenges just know transitions are the moments when life shifts when the world as we know it transforms before our eyes so take a moment breathe and acknowledge that it's a natural part of your journey it's not it's not it doesn't make you an alien it makes you you and what kind of transition you go through makes you come out like that um beautiful piece the videographer created he added this transition to this point and that to that point so it looked different to you but someone else could do it differently that's how our lives are we are very different and so don't be so hard on yourself but when you have to go hard go hard just don't beat yourself in the back when you have to give yourself grace now my last episode i said i was going to link certain materials on our social media well instagram doesn't give you so much options when it comes to that but on our other pages on facebook twitter threads you could find all the materials you need to be able to you know really understand this episode more I'm going to link the book, Who Moved My Cheese. I'm going to make that into a graphic and put it on our Instagram so you can go find it. But for now, after listening to this episode, I want you to go watch this TEDx um, by Brenda Reynolds called Navigating Transition Fog. Brenda Reynolds, Navigating Transition Fogs. And when you're done, come tell me how you found it. After you've read the book, also come tell me how you found it. Also, if you want to share transition and change stories that have happened and impacted you in a good or a bad way, just let me know. Let me know what your coping mechanisms are. Let me know what you do when you have a, a huge change in your life. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Emotions Podcast. As always, it is an honor to have you on here to listen to me. I want you to know this is not the end. I'm going to be releasing so many more good episodes 
and you just don't want to miss it so hit the subscribe button hit the notification bell on spotify google or apple Podcasts, and let's just go let's just go get updated when we post something new on here and yeah i love you guys so much and thank you for listening once again my name is Melgrans, and until the next episode i'll see you bye